Is our nation under attack? It's a fair question right now, given how many things we're shooting out of the air. And by the way, there's still one in our hemisphere down there in Latin America that's roaming around. What's really going on? We're going to dig into all that today. Plus, I've got a thing or two to say about Rihanna and the spectacle that we saw there at the Super Bowl. Good to have you all here, everyone. This is the Trish Regan Show. I am Trish. Portions of today's program are brought to you by Legacy Precious Metals. There has never been a better time to invest in precious metals than right now for the long haul. So go get more information by getting your free guide at LegacyPMInvestments.com. Again, it's LegacyPMInvestments.com. So uh, it it seems that it's not one, it's not two, but three unidentified (laughs) objects that we have been shooting out of the air in recent days. It's getting a little bit wild, U.S. military having to shoot down the third airborne object, this one now uh, in in the Canadian territory. They had the permission, of course, of the Canadian Prime Minister, Justin Trudeau. We shot it down. And, and it follows the other two that we've had to shoot down. And you start to say after a while, what's really, really going on here? There is a fourth, by the way, that nobody's talking about, which I'm amazed by, that the Chinese have admitted to it, a fourth balloon. It's been hanging out in Latin America. Now, technically, they've only admitted to two of these balloons, but they are trying to say that they're both weather balloons. Yeah, right. Well, anyway, the weather balloon down in Latin America, that one is still there. And because they have some countries like Venezuela in their back pocket, because these countries are so indebted to the likes of the Chinese, or in some cases, Russia, you've got Nicolas Maduro saying, oh, yeah, you know, I believe them. I mean, he sounds a lot like James Clapper, James Clapper, the former head of U.S. intelligence under President Obama, recently saying he's inclined to believe the Chinese amazing what people will do and what people will say when they are so desperate to try and appease. Look, we've been through the whole appeasement thing before. It doesn't really work. Sometimes you need to show that strength. And so I'm glad, I'm proud that we have shot down three that are over the United States. I only question why this is happening so much right now and whether in fact We are out of our league. I mean, let's be honest with each other in that China intends to fight, should it fight a war, in a very different way than anything we've ever been accustomed to. Right now we're sending troops over into the Philippines. We've uh, been able to lock down additional space at those bases there for U.S. troops. China doesn't like it. And this may be a little bit of payback, a little bit of, hey, look what we can do. And we can do it really, really well. We can get into your airspace without you ever even knowing. Sometimes I, as I look at this story, I I do think that the Chinese wanted us to know. I suspect that it's a little bit of a campaign, a PR campaign, to try and instill a lot of fear in the American people. Because they've possibly done this before. So they say, by the way, the Trump administration says, no, no, no way, no how. This did not happen under their watch. But the Chinese and the Biden administration are sort of indicating that these things happen. China's saying, ah, there's been like 10 balloons that the U.S. has had in our airspace. 
And the Biden administration is like, oh, yeah, you know, these things go on and we don't always warn you about them because we're trying to gather more intelligence to try and spot them, figure out what they're doing. But in this particular case, if that were true, China wanted to be found out. And so you had people in Montana going, wow, you know, what's that up there in the sky? I saw some video with a guy saying, hey, look at this. And just so we're very, very clear, it's not the moon. And then he took his camera and he said, because the moon you see is over here. So everybody was seeing this. It's all over the news. It's sort of terrifying the American people. Look at the weekend we were through. And you wonder how much of that is totally intended by China. Regardless, I have concerns only because you've heard me say before, my worries about the potential for this kind of very aggressive new warfare that could be extremely dangerous, certainly on the cyber warfare front. I mean, it's a whole brave new world out there. And when you think about what could be done, and I don't want to go too deep into it today. We can save it for later in the week, but there are a lot of fears, and I've written a lot about this, and I've talked a lot about this in the past, about whether or not our grid is actually in a position where it could handle something like an EMP attack. Right now, the the EMP task force has said repeatedly, we're not ready. We're not prepared. And in that one point something trillion dollar package that Biden got through earlier in the year, guess what? Only some 60, 70 something billion dollars was actually set aside for retrofitting and upgrading our grid. And when they upgraded it, they said it was for the intention of making sure they could have more green energy. (laughs) So the grid needed to be able to handle the green energy. There was really no mention of the importance of security here. But that's a real concern because, listen, I'll go back to the EMP task force literature in which they said to Congress, it's lights out. In the event of something like that, and China right now, they said, has first strike capability, there's not a lot more we can do. And you're going to see a tremendous amount of suffering a tremendous amount of starvation, a tremendous amount of, well, this would effectively be World War III, and I suppose if they get the first strike, we don't really stand a chance. So these are things that you've got to at least, I hope somebody at a very high level is thinking about. The other thing, of course, is that they were flying this balloon over Montana anyway over some key nuclear facilities. So that's alarming, they may be trying to gather intel on just exactly what we have going on there. And then there's those other two balloons. And I don't know what the balloon is doing down in Venezuela and Colombia and Costa Rica, other than to just, again, intimidate us and say, hey, guess what? You want to come and play in our backyard? We can come and hang out in yours as well. And indeed, they're still there because nobody's taken down that fourth balloon there in Latin America. So lots of worries, lots of concerns. And I think... We can't get information fast enough as to what was really going on. I don't think we'll get it all. I mean, we did learn that there's a series of companies which have now been sanctioned, Chinese companies that were making the parts, and they found all that in the balloon that was shot down in uh, just off the coast of South Carolina. So we, we have that information, and we're sanctioning those companies. They were not very well-known companies, But the problem, again, goes back to how China is constantly using our technology and our intellectual property and our creativity to build these things, which could effectively and and seemingly are being used against us. And so that is 
a worry. Amazingly, the market was not that worried. I thought going into today, there would be a lot of fear because hey, when you've got strange objects in the sky, there's reason for people to grow a little bit worried. But you know, the market has gotten beaten down quite a bit as of late. And I think that investors were saying, okay, you know, well, maybe it's enough. I, I don't buy that. I do think that we're going to continue to see more downside. On Tuesday, we're going to get the latest read on inflation. I don't think it's going to be the panacea that everybody wants. I think you're going to get more indications that the Fed is still going to have to do more in order to rein this in, inflation that is. And thus, and thus, I, I still think you've got to be pretty diversified in terms of your investments. With that in mind, a quick word from one of our sponsors. You've heard me talk about Key City Capital, one of our sponsors here on the show. Well, those over at Key City Capital, our advertiser, they know that your dollar is not going so far anymore. And they want to come up with new ways to help you invest so that you can possibly offset some of the negative impacts of this inflationary environment. And so you can get more details by going to keycitycapital.com forward slash Trish. It's for accredited investors, accredited investors only. And if you are an investor like that, then Key City Capital is going to offer you some passive investments in cash flowing real estate that may help you have a kind of hedge against the stock market volatility and against all this inflation. And that's because, as you know, when prices rise, a lot of people wind up delaying their home ownership. And when they delay their home ownership, they have to rent. And they rent somewhere. Well, Key City Capital owns thousands of rental units. And so the investing team there at Key City Capital, they believe that this environment, this current environment, despite all the worries out there, actually helps offer more attractive prospects for income and appreciation as more and more renters apply to live in their communities. So... Take a look. Consider letting the team over at Key City Capital help you try to grow your wealth and diversify your investment portfolio. For more information about whether or not Key City Capital's approach is the right one for you, you can head over to keycitycapital.com forward slash Trish. You can call them directly at 1-817-912-1569. Again, 817-912-1569. And of course... If you speak with them, make sure that you uh, thank them for all their wonderful sponsorship and advertising here on the Trish Regan Show. As I do always say, make sure you're careful when you invest. Consult your own counsel. Consult your own advisors. Make sure you know what you're doing. I say that a lot, too, with gold, of course, because gold is one of those things I like for the long haul. But look, it goes up and down and all over the place. So you have to be prepared. You have to know how you're getting into these investments and what they're going to mean for you. Um, I did promise I'd say something about Rihanna, right? <laughs> Just a little something about Rihanna. I mean, did you, did you like that? I thought it was absolutely positively boring. So I'm going to say this as somebody who is a singer myself, classically trained, classically trained on uh, voice and played a lot of jazz piano growing up, classical piano as well. And I can just say, look, the woman's got a great voice. She sings well. She's certainly not a dancer. Now we'll cut her some slack because it turns out she's pregnant. So she's not going to be like jumping around the stage in the same way. But what was that other stuff? I mean, I kept saying, like, why, why does she keep putting her hands in her, her crotch? <laughs> like, what was that dance? I found it very odd and highly inappropriate. I mean, this is still family entertainment. Thank you very much. It was just weird. 
It was weird. It was boring. And I'm like, come on, lady, get the hands out of the, you know what? Anyway, um, not good. But these things, they never really are. I mean, I, I, I did feel for her when she was up on that giant float, just, just floating in the air. And now that I know that she was pregnant as well, I mean, I, I have a little bit of fear of heights when it comes to things like that. I don't think I would have been so willing to go there. But, you know, if you're not going to dance and you're going to be all covered up. And at one point, she looked like she was going to be sort of a balloon taking off herself with that big red cape. I'm like, is that the big red balloon? Remember the song 99? Red balloons. Oh my goodness. Anyway, um, it was a less than stellar performance. I expected something a little bit more. It was badly choreographed and overall just a boring, boring show. That said, it was an interesting game. (laughs) And I know a lot of people have a lot of feelings about the game. My dog, Fluffy, he was sort of in the background there watching the whole thing. He was definitely not a fan. Let me, let me tell you, Fluffy's got taste. He's got so much taste that he cares, not just what he watches on TV, I'm teasing, but he does care what he eats. And I'm so happy to have found him a supplement that I know is good for him, that I know is great for him, is going to help him have a long and healthy life. Um, a lot of people say, well, can I use this? Because, you know, Trish, you get kind of a little dog. He's just a little tiny Maltese. And I remind them that it doesn't matter the size of your dog. Your dog can be small. Your dog can be medium. Your dog can be very, very big. Dr. Black, who created this, Dr. Dennis Black, a naturopathic doctor, he's got two giant dogs and they love this stuff. I've got a little, little guy and he loves this stuff. So any size dog it works for. Um, he's got a, just a terrific background. I just want to point out Dr. Black who created rough greens, just a terrific background. He, you've heard me say, you've heard him say that dog food is effectively dead food because it has no nutrients. And it's just so critical that all dogs get those nutrients regardless of their size, right? They all need nutrients. They need to get those vitamins and minerals. They need to get their digestive enzymes. They need the probiotics. They need the omega oils, the antioxidants, all of those things to deal with and help them have better canine health. And it's just incredibly easy to adjust this dose. I would say, hey, mine goes a long way, right? Because I've got such a small dog, but you can adjust the dose for the size of your dog. So I wanted to just flag that because a lot of people have reached out on social media and you said, wait a second, but you, could I use this because my dog is bigger or my dog is medium? And, you know, of course my dog, Fluffy, is this little teeny itsy beatsy thing that can just fit in my purse and go everywhere with me. So yes, anyone, any size dog can work for rough greens. Um, and it's a wonderful supplement. And I just want to point out that right now for friends of this show, you can get your own Rough Greens supplement, Dr. Black and his dogs. They have a special promotion for your free jumpstart trial bag of Rough Greens. All you have to do is cover the shipping. So you can go to roughgreens.com forward slash Trish, Rough Greens, R-U-F-F, you get it, forward, roughgreens.com forward slash Trish. Go and get that free trial jumpstart bag today and see the difference it makes in your dog. <laughs> I know how much Fluffy loves it. Anyway, I, I've got to um, just look ahead to what's going on tomorrow because we are going to get the CPI number out. I do anticipate that it will still show inflation. I don't know if we're going to see a huge increase, but we're also not going to see a huge decrease. 
which means, of course, that the Fed is still kind of stuck in no man's land. And in order to get things leveled out, so to speak, it's going to, the Federal Reserve Board of Governors is going to have to continue moving aggressively higher with rates, which is hard on the overall economy, especially as we see now and now more and more job losses. So there's a lot of bad news out there. You've got a situation where increasingly it looks like our country is under attack. I mean, I, I don't know what you want to call this. Somebody said, somebody said this was interesting, that it may be because we've changed how our radar picks up on these things, that there used to be a ton of filters, and because of the one that everybody saw in the sky in Montana, we stopped those filters, we've dropped those filters, and so we're picking up more and more and more stuff. That may be the case. I, I want to pick up everything. I'm sorry, I don't know how these things are getting in there in the first place. We ought to be picking them up. And so that's one possible explanation. The other is just that the Chinese wants to the Chinese want to send us a, a message loud and clear that they don't want us there in the Philippines, that they don't want us interfering with Taiwan. Don't forget, by the way, this is interesting. And it makes me doubt, yet again, Biden's intelligence when it comes to matters of foreign affairs. He liked to brag, remember on the campaign trail, about how he had so much experience, so much experience with foreign affairs, and it kind of reminded me of how he used to brag about how he had graduated from law school top of his class. And then it turns out, oh, he graduated near the bottom of his class. Oh, and guess what? Hey, hello, everyone. He's not so good on the whole diplomatic front. I think that's been quite evident. I look at these situations we're in, and by the way, once you're in them, you know, I'm a patriot. I want to win them. Once we're in, we got to win these things. But why are we getting in? Why aren't we using more diplomatic channels? Why aren't we using more trade channels to try and manage these crises? Why is it coming to this? And so I certainly hope they're able to get this China thing under control because I suspect that China is more capable than we give them credit for. Taiwan well, Joe Biden came out and totally deviated from what any president had been saying before. Joe Biden said that he would be willing to intervene if China attacked Taiwan. Remember that? That was a 60 Minutes interview. And in doing so, it was a real change in this sort of policy that we would we'd always put forward for, for decades, right? We always said that we wouldn't intervene. And now all of a sudden this president comes along and he's actually said it a few times. That was a big one because it was on 60 Minutes and immediately the White House was like, no, 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 no change in policy. He didn't really mean that. That looked bad too, by the way, because why is the White House contradicting what the president says? It's like, you know, your boss says, well, we're going to do this. And then the employees are like, no, 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 he didn't really mean it. So that's what happened on the whole, will the U.S. protect or come to Taiwan's aid? So that definitely caused some jitters in Beijing, understandably so. And now you couple it with what's going on now. And again, I would just say, let's get all our ducks in a row. In other words, you need to get all your semiconductor stuff, all your really important companies out of Taiwan ASAP, right back here. We're going to manufacture stuff here in the United States of America. It's important. We need to, the technical sort of economic term for this is we need to decouple from the rest of the world, especially when it comes to 
important stuff. But I ran into it. I remember during the, the dark days of 2020, not being able to get Clorox anywhere or Lysol wipes anywhere. Remember that? There was a total run on this stuff. And it turned out it was because this very simple chemical that was needed to make the Clorox or the Lysol, well, that came from China. And all the factories in China had shut down. And so we couldn't get the chemical here. And so we couldn't manufacture our own Lysol and Clorox. I mean, give me a break. That's when it really hit me. I mean, that's the little stuff, the important stuff. That matters too. We shouldn't be having critical things like semiconductors, anything that's really important technology-wise. It shouldn't be made in China. We need to have that capability back here at home. That's reality. Because if we start getting more and more into a situation where we are dependent on them for these basic things, everything from technology to the drugs, right? The, 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 look, at, look at all the drugs that are being made overseas right now. Then we do have a problem. And that's where we are right now. So in some ways, Biden's putting the, the cart before the horse because he's going out and throwing out rhetoric without having an entire plan. China's pretty good on the planning front, right? They got like the 100-year plan. We've got like the next two-year plan. And by the way, I cannot wait for the next two years to be over because we need somebody smarter. This team of Biden, Kamala, Buttigieg, I'm sorry. I mean, this is, this is the B team. Big to Blinken. It really is the B team, right? <laughs> At least with Biden, Buttigieg, and Blinken. Then you got Yellen transitory inflation. How many times did she tell us it was transitory inflation? She does not strike me as the best of the best when she could not recognize as even little old me did saying here back in summer of 2020, you cannot print money like this while simultaneously issuing stimulus checks. It's going to result in a major problem. No, no, nothing to see here. Janet Yellen, Treasury Secretary under Joe Biden wants to tell us it's transitory inflation. So this is not exactly the team that's instilling a whole lot of confidence, shall we say, as flying objects get shot out of the atmosphere, hurling down to earth, my gosh, and one still lingers in Latin America. Think about all that. Do me a favor. Make sure if you have not already done so, go and subscribe to my newsletter. It's at Trish Intel, Trish Intel, I-N-T-E-L dot com. Go there, sign up for the newsletter. Make sure that you have subscribed to this podcast and rate this podcast. Rate it five stars. It's actually really important. It's important because the more ratings we get in, the more you subscribe, the more others subscribe, the more the algorithms figure out, oh, people like this, and they pass it along. So that's super important. If you're watching this on YouTube or on Rumble, do me the favor of giving the thumbs up and make sure you share. It's important. It's great to have you here. And we're going to talk some more tomorrow, especially as we get these new inflation numbers out. And we're going to look again at security because I have a feeling there's a whole lot more. There's a whole lot more going on and we just don't know it yet. To be continued, I will see you tomorrow.